0: Golden Eagles bats go quiet, fall short of Omaha. It's Locked On Sunbelt. You are Locked On Sunbelt, your daily podcast on the Sunbelt Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Lockdown Sunbelt, your team every day. I'm Dave Schultz. <clears throat> didn't quite make it. <clears throat> didn't quite make it uh, last night as uh, Baton Rouge region went late. I'm old, so uh, gave it until it was four nothing, and obviously Southern Miss falls short five nothing, losing to uh, the Vols. Obviously disappointing. Uh, Bats went quiet. Boy, Anigo Maza battled, and you know, hat tip to to Scott Barry. Uh, on today's edition of Locked On, a Sunbelt. So let's recap the Super Regional. And again, as somebody who's been here in Lafayette and, you know, always the Cajuns always think they're the underdog when one thing kind of changes, you kind of feel like it's heading in the wrong direction. And that didn't hit for Southern Miss until the 4-0 lead with Tanner Hall, right? I'm sure Southern Miss fans, as we mentioned in the last episode, when they won... When the the it was delayed on Saturday, oh, four nothing. We're rolling. Let's let's keep going. You don't want to stop. And then you come back, and Tennessee, you know, takes advantage and scores three runs. But Southern Miss came back with one run, and it was a five three a victory. And you're feeling pretty good. And then you get off to an amazing start, like four nothing over Tennessee, and it starts to hit you that they're going to do this. Oh my God. They're not only are they going to beat Tennessee, but they're going to Omaha and it fell apart fast. Uh, you know, Tanner Hall has never been hit like that. Like he was, uh, the bats went absolutely quiet, not scoring any runs in the last game and a half. And basically that's the story. It's, it's not as if they didn't have chances on, uh, Monday and, we can talk about the weather and the delays. It wasn't only in Hattiesburg, right? They did it in Baton Rouge. Could have started games early. I don't know if you want to start a game on a Monday at 11. You know, I'm sure there would have been Southern Miss fans. Maybe not quite as much uh, if that was the case. Uh, but nonetheless, the game was supposed to start at five. It didn't start until God, nine on, on Monday. And again, Southern Miss, opportunity in the first. Etzel singles to center field, and they just couldn't figure out Drew Bean. Uh, Drew Bean. I mean, what a curveball, what a breaking ball this kid has. Uh, strikes out the next three batters, Dickerson, Wilkes, and Sargent on nine pitches. Now, nah. So I'm one to say, you know, what if? I'm a big what if guy. I don't think it changes the outcome of the game, but who knows if it changes the outcome of that at bat. So the first pitch to Dickerson was called a strike, and it looked like it fell in at his ankles. Like there was no way this was a strike, so instead of oh instead of one oh, it's O1 and he chases a fastball up and in. Now I'll presume, for the sake of this argument, that on one oh he still comes in with up up and in fastball, but maybe Dickerson is not swinging, and now it's two oh. Who knows what happens? That I don't know if anything changes, but that at bat changed because I thought of a poorly called first pitch that didn't seem to be close to a strike. That doesn't change the fact that Drew Bean was really tough. All right, throws extremely hard, has an outstanding breaking ball. They laid off of it later on in the game, but by that time, it may have been a little late. Meanwhile, uh, Nico Malza comes out in the first, and he uh, mows Tennessee down, and it's a, a nothing-nothing ballgame. We go to uh, the second. Southern Miss gets a two-out rally. Montessier with an uh, with a single. Pato was hit by a pitch. He got runners on at first and second, and... You know, the guys, Roy Philpot and Todd Walker, continue to talk about uh, Montenegro as the, the leading hitter on the team, and he flew out to left on an 0-1 pitch. And so they did – they had their shots, right? You need – heard it throughout this year, throughout the, the postseason. I, heard, I think we heard it through Scott Berry, and I certainly heard it through Matt Deggs with the Cajuns that it's two out-base hits because two out-base hits are so demoralizing, Right? Uh, especially if you get uh, like an 0-2 pitch or something along those lines or a 1-2 pitch that you come through in a clutch that you, the, the other team was so close to getting out of it and doesn't. And unfortunately, Southern Miss couldn't come up with that big base hit on Monday. And then, you know, Tennessee just put one on the board, and this is, you know, where we're going to combine segments. I guess Nico Maza battled, really battled, right? Gives up a uh, an infield base hit to Christian Moore, who beat it out, barely. Uh, and Denton walked on a 3-2 pitch. And it's first and second. Then somehow, I mean, just Merritt, I guess he got jammed. Just got it past Sargent at first base. Not very much because, you know, with the wet turf, it, you could see it skidding into right field. Uh, and no chance for a play to play and it in. It's one nothing. And this is where Tennessee could have blown the game open. Still got runners on at first and third in a one nothing Tennessee ball game. You can't think it can get too much more out of hand than that. And Mazza bared down, strikes out Burke. Scott fouls out, strikes out Stark, and it's one nothing. And you kind of feel like, all right, we're doing okay, we're still in this. And then they just couldn't do anything else. They got a two out base hit in the third. Mazza again battled in the third inning. In the fourth, uh, they also had again, this is one on and I'm sorry, two on and one out, and you couldn't get a run home. That was the problem. Montenegro again comes up with runners on at first and third and bounces out to second. He had four guys on base in his first two at bats. Two base, well, obviously two base hits this is gonna make a big a difference in this ball game. And who knows how Tennessee goes. And Maybe the bats get going. It takes one base hit to get going. We kind of saw that from Tennessee, right? Uh, What was it? Burke with his big home run, and they haven't stopped hitting since. And so Southern Miss comes up empty in uh, the fourth, and basically the ball game put away in uh, the fifth, and one bad pitch from Maza, maybe two, uh, basically ends Southern Miss' season, right? He walks a Huna. Gets Ensley on a bunt, so it's Marron on at second base, one out. Dickey flies out, and it's two outs and a man on at second base, and you get ahead of Moore, one, two, and you plunk him. Very easily, you get him out, and it's still a one-nothing game, and then who knows what happens. Instead – four nothing um so, Southern Miss had a shot in uh, the seventh inning again they got the first two guys on the first two guys on right Pedo to Montenegro are on first and second nobody out or uh, I'm sorry, five nothing ball game, and uh, that was uh, the end of it. Um, really uh, feel bad for Southern Miss I to Tennessee. I mean, that's impressive, right? All the pressures on them. They're the SEC school. They have the pressure on them, and they came through. they They lose the first game. They are down in the second game and their bats came alive and just a little bit, just a little bit more pitching than Southern Miss. So give it up to uh, give it up to Tennessee for uh, coming through in a tough situation. All right, let's take a timeout. All right, when we come back, let's talk Nico Mazza because he kept, he kept the, the team in the game. He kept Southern Miss uh, in of uh, the ball game, but first let's see if we got the, FanDuel. Duel. Let's talk a little bit about Fan Duel. And although the NBA season is over, this is where you want to go. You can still bet on baseball. You can still look at these NCAA futures. I got one here. This is amazing how this has happened because I've been on this for like over a year. Well, not over a year, but about a year, right? What's going to happen to Alabama this year? All right. Their over under is 10 and a half. Right now, looking at it, Fan Duel, 10 and a half, but it's minus 184. Like this thing started at about minus 120 or minus 140. You almost have to bet $200 on Alabama to go under 10 and a half ball games. So eventually, if that does get to minus 200, the over-under is going to go down to 10. I need to get on it now. All right. Probably missed out on it uh, earlier to get better odds. But I'm going to take the under on that. Also going to take the over on South Alabama. I, something's missing there. If the over under is eight. And so, I mean, I think they're going to win 10 ball games, minimal. Let me see if we can quickly find this out. No, oh, I cannot. All right. Doesn't seem to be on here, but that is available. It is definitely, it is, um, it should be, well, they don't have it on FanDuel yet, but it is eight uh, across the board. And so I'm going to take that over. We're looking at it right now for Alabama. It is minus 184. You can do almost all of uh, the futures. Pick a national championship. I got a, what about a long, what about, dark, I, I say dark horse because Caleb Williams is the favorite and kind of shocking, Bo Nix is plus 1,200. He is second with Michael Penix Jr. Like Caleb Williams is the favorite to win the Heisman, but Bo Nix is right there. So we'll see. I'm not a big fan of the Pac-12. I don't think they exist, but um In this case, I may put my money on there. I'll probably rue the day that I do that. But that's a thing you can do. So you can check out the futures. Also, obviously, baseball every day. Go to fanduel.com slash locked on for your chance. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Locked on Sunbelt, your team uh, every day. Let's see if we can get back to where we need to be. There we go. Uh, Nico Maza again, battle. I know his line is not going to show it because of the home run, but make no mistake about it. I think it's only three up and three down. Inning it was the first. Is that right? Second, gave up a run. Third, Two guys got on. He had first and second, and they don't score. In uh, the fourth inning, gave up a base hit uh, and almost got out of it in uh, the fifth. Uh, He he came out for the sixth. But the pressure was obviously on Nico Mazda to to give the bats a chance to get going, and he did that. All right? You know, Um, bats had a chance to get going in the first. Bats had a chance to get going in uh, the second. Uh, You know, the Bats had a chance to get going in the third. I mean, I'm looking at Southern Miss. You know, the first time that they were retired in order was in the fifth. As great as Drew Bean was throwing, the first time Southern Miss got retired in order was the fifth. They didn't get retired in order in the sixth. They had first and second in the seventh. Uh, In the eighth, they went down quietly. And in uh, the ninth, they had a couple of runners on, but by that time it was five nothing. I mean, even in the seventh, if it's four nothing, and you know the top of the order comes up, you get two or three more base hits, you could be right back in the game. You get the tying run to the plate, now you feel like you have a shot. And I want to give it up for Nico Maza because in a five nothing ball game, it doesn't look great, and he does give up a three run home run to Denton after plunking uh, Christian Moore, but you know. Good, jo- good job by Maza to keep Southern Miss in the ballgame. I mean, that's you know, that's the way I look at it. Uh, the bats just didn't come through. Montenegro, a couple of chances. Uh, you know, Dickerson couldn't move a runner over. Um, they needed two out-base hits, and they just didn't get them. And meanwhile, Maza, at least through the first four innings, gave up just one run, right? This game could have gotten away from Maza and Southern Miss in the se- in second inning. They had a run home with two on and nobody out, and he doesn't give anything up. Yeah. Going over again in uh, the third inning, you know, first and second, nobody out, no runs. I mean, that's badly. Right. In the fourth inning, gives up a two out single, but that's it. And again, he's as as upset as he is, or anybody is gonna be about that home run, it's gonna be the Christian Moore path that just eats it Maza um all all offseason. Right. That's the, that's where it's gonna hurt. That if I don't point Christian Moore and get out of that inning, who knows? Now, Southern Miss still has a scored a run, but you always feel like you're in it at one nothing, right? Anybody can get on, you know, hit, walk, error, catchers. Interference, hit by pitch, and one swing of the bat can, can tie things up. You always feel like you're in the game just down by one. Uh, and unfortunately, he plunks more and gives up the home run uh, to Denton, who, I mean, put a charge into it. So you get, give it up again to Tennessee, you know, down a game, down 4 nothing, facing Tanner Hall, and, you know, Tennessee turned it around, right? And Southern misses bats went quiet for the last game and a half. But I just wanted to – I wanted a shout-out to Nico Mazza because I thought he did – he did exactly what Southern Miss needed, was zeros to begin the ball game. He does give up a run in the second inning. But basically that was it until uh, the fifth inning. And, you know, again, plunks more, Denton goes deep. And that was the ballgame. That was basically uh, the ballgame. So I just want to make sure that people don't forget what Mazza did when, it, you know, the bats did nothing and Mazza kept uh, the team in uh, the ballgame. All right, let's take one more time out. We'll talk about Scott Barry as we uh, wrap things up on Locked on Sunbelt. All right, thanks again. It's been a, it's been a wild ride. It would have been nice to have a, a Sunbelt team in the – Uh, college world series. And for a minute there on Sunday, it kind of looked like we were, but uh, congratulations to uh, Southern Miss and their ride. What, what a season it was uh, for their first in the Sunbelt. But I mean, Southern Miss, the golden Eagles nation has, you know, propelled uh, this to a new heights. And literally the best week in the long long and distinguished history of lockdown Sunbelt was because of Southern Miss. Uh, What can I tell you? Uh, So I appreciate uh, their fans, uh, Appreciate them following. We'll start talking football. I'll get my buddy Will Hall on, and uh, we'll go uh, from there. But, uh, again, thanks to everybody who's been following along. Uh, We will shift to football now. All right, that will be the focus. All right, we actually have Clay Helton from Georgia Southern on tomorrow's episode. So we're looking forward uh, to that. Talks about starting quarterback and, you know, the thrill of that State game. uh, Really was generous with his time. So we got Clay Helton on from Georgia Southern. Fucking college football. Uh, but please, again, thank you for everybody who subscribed. Continue to do so. We're not going anywhere just because there's no sports. We'll continue uh, with Lockdown Sunbelt. Uh, please follow it and share it on YouTube. Uh, like it. Uh, and don't forget, we are wherever you get your audio podcasts, right? Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Amazon, iHeart, wherever you get your audio podcasts, just search Lockdown Sunbelt. And again, if you see it socially, please share it. Please tell your friends and please subscribe. And if you're on the Apple Podcasts, if you could please write a rate and review it it would be a big help all right dave schultz locked down Belt. wanna you know a hat tip tip the cap to uh, scott berry what a career going out on his terms relatively young right i mean nick saban is closer to is it let me see how old nick saban is he's closer to 70 right Saving age 71. So he'll turn 72 Halloween this year. He's 10 years older than Scott Barry, and Scott has decided he's had enough, right? I mean, Scott's 60, he's not even retirement age. (laughs) I don't think he's gonna, you know, disappear into the woods and not be around. Uh, but he's been generous with his time on this show. He's come on a couple of times, it's been fantastic. Uh, did not know, and certainly uh, Roy Philpot and Todd Walker talking about the Emmy, did not realize he had won an Emmy. And of course, when you win an award in something that you don't, not necessarily excel in, but never thought you would do it, but he won an Emmy. So that's impressive. And just anything that you saw about Scott Barry was just all class. Um, the former players, opposing team. It was good stuff. And uh, I do want to congratulate Scott Barry for a tremendous career. I think Southern Miss is in good hands moving forward. Uh, the Sunbelt got four teams into the NCAA. Cajuns with a late push uh, at the end of the season and into the Sunbelt Conference Tournament. Um, gave them four, right? Coastal hosted. Didn't make it out of their own region. Uh, Su- uh, Southern Miss beats Auburn after losing the first game in that region. And uh, Troy, with oh, goodness, losing an awful way to Alabama and got bounced uh, the next day. But, you know, we'll see if Old Dominion bounces back. Texas State is always tough. Uh, I mean, the Sunbelt is in good hands as a group of five schools. Sunbelt is in good hands and they're going to miss. They're going to miss Scott Berry. What a career! What was that? 12 years or so as an assistant, 14 as the head coach. Um, was part of the staff when they went to Omaha and it was almost full circle. It was a quirky Miller retired and they went in 09 and Scott Barry announced his retirement, trying to do the same thing. And they got oh so close. So congratulations on a tremendous career, Scott Berry going out as far as I'm concerned on top, uh, you know, think where, I mean, to just the idea of Southern Miss you know, hosting a super regional as of, you know, a couple of years ago was insane. And now Southern Miss has hosted back-to-back super regionals, obviously disappointing that they didn't win one of them. But, you know, whenever you're doing that in your Southern Miss, most likely, not necessarily, but most likely, you're going to m- be matched up with, you know, a Tennessee. Uh, and they got matched up with Ole Miss last year, who got hot and ended up putting up the whole thing. So, you know, always a tough spot when that's the case. Uh, and just congratulations to Scott Perry. Tremendous career. Best of luck. Congratulations for setting Southern Miss up uh, to be, you know, to be off to, uh, you know, good things in uh, the future. All right. Let's take, uh, well, I want to say thank you again. Uh, wanted to do a quick say a quick episode this morning. Again, we'll be back. We got, again, shockingly, uh, Georgia Southern's Clay Hilton on for tomorrow's show. We didn't know when he would be on. I recorded it last week and wanted to hold off until uh, Southern Miss wrapped up. So, again, thanks so much for tuning in. Uh, Please continue to support the channel. I'm your host, Dave Schultz. You are watching and listening to Locked on Sunbelt, your team every day.